Welcome to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I'm so glad you joined me today. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I'm glad you joined me again today. Uh, today, since it's Tuesday, that's the DNA genealogy day. And kind of in the long, along the long lines of that with history, um, I went and watched Killers of the Flower Moon last night. And <clears throat> it was really, really good. I definitely recommend watching it. Um, I had listened to the audiobook of that um, over a year ago, and I've been wanting to see the movie ever since. Um, I also listened to another podcast that was gave kind of the history about that, and is is really good. The movie did not disappoint. I know, and it was three and a half hours, just around three and a half hours, and. But they had to have it that way because there was so much that went on. And even then they couldn't touch on everything the way that, you know, if you've heard the whole book and the whole story that they probably wanted to. Um, but they really did a good job with it. And the acting, I mean, if Leonardo DiCaprio and the lady that played um, Molly, the Osage woman, um, if they don't get awards for that, then something's wrong because they were so good in that role. Um, I had heard beforehand that some people were saying it was Leonardo's, um, best job act, like it was his best role. And I would agree. Like he did really good. I'm always kind of hit or miss on his stuff, but he was really good. Um, <clears throat> The other thing I was going to talk about, I said I would start talking about my family history a little bit, and I wanted to talk a little bit about um, probably the most famous uh, line of my family. My paternal grandmother was a Bruce, or before she married my grandpa, she was a Bruce, and from her dad all the way back all the way back. <laughs> there was from male to male, just all on the Bruce line, um, leading back to King Robert the Bruce. And so I'm reading a book about him right now. I've always loved, uh, studying about him, seeing his, how he's in my family tree. <laughs> um, I've always thought that that was pretty cool because he was, you know, the most famous Scottish king ever. And so I love reading about him and studying him. Um, in researching that line, I found some interesting characters. <laughs> First, there was my my great-grandpa, and he fought in World War One. My grandma never would really talk about him much. Um, she didn't have a great relationship with him, I guess, from what I've heard. Um, he had three daughters and two sons. And I guess he treated the sons a little better. I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> but he preferred them, I guess, and kind of let them do the hunting and go off and mess around. And my grandma 
always had to do a lot of housework and things like that. Um, but he was in World War One. He was a gunner, and he got injured somehow. Won a purple star. Um, retroactively, they didn't have purple stars for World War One. So when they came up with that, they went back and gave them to uh, some of the men from World War One, and he was one of them because he was injured in action. Um, I haven't been able to find out how he was injured. I do know from stories what little bit I have been able to find out from like my aunts and the little bit I can get out of my could get out of my grandma. Um, he was kind of sickly at the end of his life. I know that there was some kind of chemical warfare during World War One, and so he may have been exposed to that, and <clears throat> that may have been part of his problem. Um. She was always kind of hard on him, I guess. And I understand that being, you know, I have issues with my mother. So I, I kind of understand that a little bit. But I feel bad for him a little because <clears throat> he went off to war and fought for his country and was injured and came back not quite the same. And then no one around him, I think, really realized that. Um, my great-grandma, Kate, always had to work really hard. Um, my grandma always like said little things about that. She died at 45, so my grandma was left to kind of pick up everything, being the oldest in the family. And so I think she kind of resented her dad for being sickly maybe because she was such a hard worker I think maybe she thought of it as laziness or like he was couldn't help like he could help it and he I don't know whether he could or not um <clears throat> I watched after watching an episode of um I don't remember if it was Finding Your Roots or My Grandparents War one of those shows <clears throat> there was a man on there and he had heard bad things about his grandfather and everyone had kind of I don't know, just talked bad about him and and didn't really care for him. And then when he did the show and found out what he what his grandpa had went through in the war, uh, it gave him a different perspective on him. And it, it's, that's kind of how it did that for me with my great-grandpa. I never met him. He died way before I was born. But um, based off of the stories from my grandma and stuff, uh, I kind of have a little soft spot in my heart for him now after knowing what he must have went through. And I don't know that that my grandma ever knew what he went through over there um, or really thought about much of that, seeing as how they had to, you know, deal with the aftermath. My great-grandparents didn't even get married until after he was already back from the war. So... It's possible that whatever he was exposed to didn't, like, show up in his system right away. I don't know. But I kind of give him a little grace in my memory of him with because of that. And um, I, wish that she, I wish that she could have known that, too. I don't even think she knew um, about him getting the Purple Heart because of, like I said last time, because his second wife... Um, 
I take it my family didn't particularly care for her and I don't think she cared for them much. And so they didn't see my great grandpa very often. Um, I think my dad only has one memory of seeing him and he was laying in bed sick. So it was right before he passed. And so her family, her son, <clears throat> when she passed, instead of giving, I guess he had like a chest of things, uh, down in their basement, instead of giving that to my family, he just bulldozed the cellar in and <laughs> my great grandpa's purple heart and all of his belongings, uh, got bulldozed and down with it. So we don't have any of that. So I don't know that she even knew about it. I'd never heard anyone say anything about it. And I only found out, um, in doing my research, um, I found that on some documents for ancestry, they were on there. So <clears throat> I have all that saved to my family tree for anyone in my family that does care to go and look at it. Um, <clears throat> following his family back, uh, going very far back, I found, um, there was a John Bruce, and this is 1500s, I think, <clears throat> and he was married to a woman who, before they got married, apparently was a mistress to King James, like the King James version of the Bible, King James, and from that affair came, uh, I believe it was James Stewart. And so he was half brother to Mary Queen of Scots. So got some interesting characters on that line. It's fun to research that. Um, then it goes from him. There's, it goes back so far and then document wise, I can't find any more, but the last known documented Bruce in the line is definitely from Robert the Bruce's uh, sons. They just can't find the documentation to know which one specifically, uh, but it is one of his children. And um, so I've always found that interesting and I can't wait because I started working on I want to document and have a book. Probably when I'm done, it's going to be huge <laughs> if I do it how I want to do it. But I want to put all the information I've found about my ancestors um, together in, in one place. And I've learned different stories from some of them just off of like um, documents from wills and... Um, even on ancestry, sometimes there's family stories. Uh, I found a lot of interesting things, um, in that line on there. And I want to kind of compile all of that for each one of my relatives, which is going to take me forever. Um, but it's fun to work on when I hit a wall, as far as, uh, researching a line, it'll be nice to have something to still do with genealogy, but it'll, um, just won't be on ancestry. I'll be typing all my information out. Any pictures I have, I want to put for them. 
up above there. I already started my page for my parents. So I'll have, so I did one for my dad. I need to find some pictures to upload for it. But, you know, his name, his full name, his date of birth, um, he's still living, so don't have anything else. And then I just put kind of like what year my parents got married, um, kind of what occupations my dad did, what he does now, because he's retired, so he just golfs and works on clearing some land with my uncle. And then the page for my mom and all the different places she's lived because her stepdad was Air Force. <clears throat> and I just want to be able to pass it on to my kids to give them all the information I've had if they're ever interested. Um, my daughter's a little interested in it, which is fun. Um, but doing the Bruce line is going to be fun because I love Scotland and that's where that line uh, is from and I was doing a little research on some of the female lines off of the Bruce line because I wanted to see um, again after watching uh, Finding Your Roots I was interested in kind of the closer history to my family um, like why did my great grandparents end up where they ended up they ended up on a farm right on the Oklahoma side of the Red River. And um, I would like to know kind of how they ended up there. I know my grandma's family was from um, further east before. Um, I think Virginia and places like that, what made them want to come to Oklahoma where there's not much of anything. <laughs> Especially down where they were. That would have been really rough. Um, but I want to know things like that. Why did they move there? What were my great-great-grandparents like? And I found a few interesting characters so far. But I need to do a little more digging on that. And the other side on my dad's side, so my paternal grandpa, grandfather's line, um, I can trace them back to a pair of brothers who were knights in Queen Elizabeth I's court. Now apparently from what I've read, they lost favor with her, which is why they ended up coming to America. Uh, but before that, <clears throat> um, they were very, very you know, well-known over there. They even have, um, it may have been their father that has, uh, that was buried over there and the church he's buried in, his coffin has like a full laying down statue of him with the little greyhound that's on our family crest laying at his feet. And the family crest is in a stained glass window on the door with a um, all the other ones that are buried in there. So that would be fun to go visit someday. I really, really, really want to go there and see that in person. Because I've always seen the pictures in the books that I have about the family. So I think that would be interesting. Uh, <clears throat> my maiden name, there is a famous old theater with that name. 
a famous Lane with that name. And even if that name pops up in a uh, nursery rhyme, which is fun, even though nobody can really pronounce it. Um, <clears throat> but I don't want to say it here right now. But anyway, it's so I come on my dad's side, I come from a long line of, uh, you know, big name people over in Europe, which is fun for me. They're just a little country folk now, but they came from some pretty big names, which I've always thought was fun to study out. Uh, my mom's side, they were mostly, um, just farmers and I will, I do have a few interesting stories. I've already told the, uh, family cult story. <laughs> if you heard that one, that was interesting. Um, but I have some other interesting characters on there. I know on one line of my grandma's side, I can trace all the way and her, one of her cousins, um, gave me a book about a lot of our older ancestors and all of those lines, which has really helped me. And I'll probably tell a few of those stories at some point, but, um, we can trace them all the way to the third round of people that came to Jamestown, which is interesting. And there's a book about that, that that was the voyage that crashed. They shipwrecked on one of the islands and they had to, uh, one of the islands off the U.S. coast somewhere and they had to stay there until they rebuilt the whole ship with all of the wreckage that they could recover and then limp into port in America and go to Jamestown and there's a book about that shipwreck and about that crew and I believe that my ancestor is mentioned in that book I want to get a copy I have not yet but I want to get a copy of that and read up and just kind of see what it says about him. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, they either started towns or they helped start, uh, states in some cases. And they were a lot of ministers, a few judges, mostly farmers. Um, but there were some interesting people along the way. A lot of the stories in that one book that my grandma's cousin gave me about uh, different ones. Sometimes it gave stories about how they met and how they got married, um, which is fun and interesting. Uh, so those are the kinds of things I'll be talking about a little bit. Um, have any of you read Killers of the Flower Moon or gone to see it yet? I'd love to hear what your thoughts on it are on it. Um, I found in an article I was reading before I went and watched it last night, there's another book, I guess, told from the perspective of someone who lived through the reign of terror that I want to read or listen to next because that's just interesting. I mean, I, I live in Oklahoma. Thankfully, all my people were from Southern Oklahoma. So none of my family was involved in any of that. Thank goodness uh, that I know of. Um, I don't believe anyone related to me would have been that cruel to people, but you never know. And so it's just interesting, all the history that's here. I grew up in Oklahoma. 
I even had Oklahoma history in school and never remember hearing about any of this, which is kind of crazy. You would think that that would be something you would definitely teach about because <laughs> as a homeschooler, I believe in you tell the good with the bad. I know a lot of the history books in public school now, it, they all want to focus on the bad things in history. Oh, America's so bad. Like, they were so racist. Well, we had good things, too. I believe in a balance because that's what life is. It's a balance of good and good and evil. And, um, you know, the people that were involved, most of them, got punished probably not as severely as they should have been, but they justice was served to a certain degree anyway. Um, but yeah, I think that kids deserve to hear the whole truth, not tainted one way or the other. They need to, because if you don't know about history, you can't learn from history. My history teacher in school always, always, press that into us that you have to know what went on so that you do not repeat it. And so that's what I try to teach with my kids. The curriculum I use has both the good and the bad in there. And I love that. But that is all I have for today. I hope you join me next week. I will um, find something else interesting to talk about that has to do with genealogy or DNA or something else fun that I find in my family line. And thurs this Thursday, I will be talking a little bit about a little bit of everything. From Halloween, to getting the house organized for the holidays, to um, my son's asthma. And everything we've had to deal with, with all of that. And that's what I'll be talking about on Thursday. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me on Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I will be here on Thursday. See you then.